This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which airs live every Tuesday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Big Papa Smokers. Big Papa is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and everything that you need to make a world-class pit out of a 55-gallon drum. Visit them at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and pits as well. You can visit them at thebbqguru.com. And by Cookshack, a leader in pellet and electric style cookers. Visit them for specials online at cookshack.com or call them at 800-423-0698. And by Sucklebusters. Sucklebusters products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA, introduced first products to Barbecue Central over seven years ago. You can get in contact with them at sucklebusters.com, like them on their Facebook fan page, Sucklebusters, or visit thetexasbbqforum.com. Check them out and see why Sucklebusters means busting with flavor. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler, the official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700. And by Butcher Barbecue, makers of injections, sauces, and rubs. Find them online at butcherbbq.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, a leader in the pellet grill market. You can find out more about their cookers by visiting greenmountaingrills.com. And by CookinPellets.com, a maker of high-quality pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit them at CookinPellets.com, or you can find them at Amazon.com as well. This is Rennie Kanaan for ChampionshipBBQ.tv, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. Well, this is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard on your Tuesday evening if you want to jump in on the show tonight. I'm more than happy to have you. It's a phone call, 216-220-0966. It's an email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter, which to my detriment came out late. I know. I had that thing set up. So early, and wouldn't you know it, took forever to get sent out today. So uh, you might have saw it hit your inbox about 40 minutes ago or less. Apologize, but 
It was all set up. I'm not sure exactly where the ball was dropped. But nevertheless, coming up in about 12 minutes from now, a first-timer to the show. Uh, He probably classifies as a rib burner, uh, one of the pitmasters of Pork Brothers. Mike Fritz joins us on the show. First-timer, Mike Fritz. Then at 9.35, you know him as the pitmaster of Big Bob Gibson's. You know him now as the repeat world champ in pork shoulder via Memphis and May. I believe also second overall in Memphis and May. So in successive years, grand champ, reserve grand champ. He's an author, restaurant guy. Chris Lilly joins us 9.35. Then we'll move to the second hour where we will find the overall winner and world champ in Hog and the overall grand champ of Memphis and May this year. He is also a restaurateur. You see him on TV every so often. Brad Orson from the Shed will be joining us. Coming out of the bully tonight at 10.35, a KCBS team that has been racking up wins here as of late, a friend of this show. He is also a contest organizer. A lot of people go to his contest in March to get the rust knocked off from the previous year or to refine those skills, and maybe it's your second or third contest of the year so far. David Qualls, American Dream Barbecue team, is in. Amidst of whole other emails and hijinks and tomfoolery, 216-220-0966. Email greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. All right, as I ask you each and every week, the show is now live, so do me a solid. Get on your email, do a thing where you copy everybody in the blind section. Carbon copy yourself, but send the contact list in the blind line and tell them everybody that the show is on. You should take part in it, enjoy it for what it is. It's a couple different links to send them to if you want. Man, oh man. What is going on with this thing? Wait a second. No, that's not it. Anyway, trying to fix my gate here, but it's hot. It's running hot, ladies and gentlemen. The audible link that you can send your friends to when you send out this email is thebbqcentralshow.com and then have them pick a player. The longtime video syndication partner of this show is Outdoor Cooking Channel. Uh, quickly, you can get them to OutdoorCookingChannel.com slash watch-now. You can also visit the show live on Roku as well. You go to the App Store in Roku, find the Outdoor Cooking Channel, download that app, and you can watch this show live right from the comfort of your big screen television. Not a lot of people doing that uh, type of technology still these days believe it or not me and chad ward are the only ones doing it uh, don't forget you can subscribe to this show for the audible replays on itunes you can go to youtube for video replays of this show obviously outdoor cooking channel has replays of this show on the video side as well the main clearinghouse for audio and video replays of the show is the barbecue central's main website so there's no reason you should ever miss anything on this show ever like especially tonight, do you want the reserve grand overall champ? Chris Lilly, you're going to miss the show tonight because maybe you're working or maybe you have 75 other better things to do than log on to your computer and listen to an internet-based show, talk about barbecue. I get it. 
Trust me, I get it. But you might want to catch it while you're mowing the lawn or making your commute into work tomorrow or Friday or however you consume the show. If you miss Chris Lilly live tonight, you can get him on the podcast. You can also get Brad Orson on the podcast, Mike Fritz, David Qualls. The list goes on. The show has archives dating back to the live show of 2007. We're live for eight years, baby. Yeah. All right, so you would recall that a number of months ago, I pointed out the fact that the Kansas City Barbecue Society on their homepage had put out a recommendations for Barbecue Hall of Fame nominations for this year. And everybody's very aware, if you're a fan of the show, of my rant and why I think it's ludicrous that... Any Hall of Fame admissions body should be soliciting ideas from the general public. And then, to show my point, I made a grassroots effort, a movement, if you will, to say, hey, let's show these people what can happen when you put suggestion in the hands of the centralites, the rabid fans known as the centralites. And there was an email address, and many people, and I said, hey, Go ahead, email that letter, but blind me in because I want to see. And I would say well over 100 people copied me in or told me that they did, or maybe they forgot to uh, copy me in originally, but they did it and then forwarded me the letter to show that they did it. Overwhelming support and grassroots movementness. To say, hey, we want Greg in the Barbecue Hall of Fame in 2015 under the celebrity slash humanitarian category. And I was deeply moved uh, because, A, everybody knows it was going to be an acceptance speech like you have never seen at the what is now new Barbecue Hall of Fame or under the new management of the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Because I wasn't going to go against my word and tell people what... The level of crazy is that I would have been standing up there with the lights of Pat Burke and Amiron Mixon, and the list goes on. However, making this year's 2015 Barbecue Hall of Fame in the celebrity slash humanitarian category, none other than a fairly show regular, multiple time author and TV show host and teacher of barbecue to hundreds if not thousands of people since he has started this whole deal and someone that I consider a friend in the industry. And quite frankly, somebody who should have been in from the word Jump Street. Stephen Reichlin in for 2015. Of course, that means also... I did not get in for Celebrity Slash Humanitarian as I had requested for 2015. To say I'm disappointed and hurt and passed by and perhaps not even getting consideration and people used your emails and the decision-making chain at the American Royal perhaps wiped their buttock with it instead of giving it proper consideration and how I have touched more people than anybody else has up for nomination. I mean, who knows? 
I didn't get in. However, if anybody is going to beat me out after I had put a full court press on getting into the Barbecue Hall of Fame this year that I'm going to be okay with, it's Stephen freaking Reichel. Absolutely. Don G, I have touched more people, and you know it. I've touched you plenty. I've touched you in a in a fashion where I have also given you gifts you have allowed me to touch you so much. What are we talking about? Mike Fritz coming up out of the break. Folks, if you didn't know already, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue. It's the number one dealer of Mac pellet grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a double-wide selection of American-made grills and smokers such as the Old Hickory Ace BP, Gateway Drum Smokers. Even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs. From flavors like Sweet Money to Happy Ending, their rubs have had a hand in winning every major barbecue competition, including the 2012 and 13 American Royal, the 2012 and 14 Jack Daniels, 2013 Kings for Challenge, 2014 Houston Livestock and Rodeo, 2014 King to Smoke. More to come. Don't think BPS can be just pigeonholed in competitive barbecue either. BPS rubs have become so well-known they've been picked by a nationwide restaurant chain. BJ's Restaurant and Brew House with four of the nine BPS rubs featured on their permanent menu. And amid glowing reviews, BPS rubs are a proven and great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Pop is also banded together with fallow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on the competitive barbecue world and begun to redefine the flavor profiles that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Big Papa's website also features an online meat locker with top-quality meats from Snake River Farms shipped right to your front door, from the American Kobe Beef, Caribou to Pork, Double R Ranch Meats, Big Papa's Meat Locker has something for every type of barbecue aficionado, and they're committed to bringing you the very best barbecue flavors on the market, proof positive. How about Swamp Boy Sauce, a fine swine sauce, Granny's Barbecue Sauce? These are the new kids on the blocks. So take your uh, pocketbook. Check them out there. Big Papa's also created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition cooks in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, folks, that Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all this within only five years of being in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers and, of course, the website BigPapaSmokers.com. All right, uh, we are back with first-timer to the Barbecue Central Show Jungle, Mike Fritz from the Pork Brothers. Right after this, you're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. 
All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Your way to get in touch with the show tonight. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500 grand in cash to be won. Next stop on the tour this Saturday, May 23rd in Marietta, Georgia. This is a local qualifier that will feed the top six teams in the South Haven, Mississippi regional final. Find out more about the Sam's Club Barbecue Series. Check the results or to register your team to compete. You can visit kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. That's kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. All right, joining me now is uh, one of the pitmasters of a team called the Pork Brothers. Perhaps you would classify them as more of a rib burner team than the traditional KCBS-style teams or FBA-style teams or for that matter, MIM style team. So we race over to the hotline to uh, get in touch with one of those pitmasters, Mike Fritz, joining me here on the show. Mike, how are Please you? Please enter your security code. Security code? No. All right. I can't enter a security code because I don't know what it is. Hopefully, we haven't missed. Uh, see, then I always get leery about, did I give you the right time? Are we are we in a situation of time zone adjustment? But they're coming here. I want to hear this. Please enter your security code. Uh-oh. Now we got trouble. All right, now Please hold enter on. Your security code. I'm not entering any security code, and I'll thank you to stay out of my personal business. All right. Let me go find the phone number and make sure that I didn't enter it in wrong. Right? Oh, oh. Copy. Call. Call. Uh. All right, now I'm going to edit this number. Please stand by for technical difficulty. All right, that looks good. Let's call the phone again. And I did say I'm 14, right? Oh, that would be the worst. Just go. I spoke. May 19th, 9.14 p.m. All right. I'm good. Mike, you there, buddy? Please enter your security code. Oh, for the love of Pete. Well, here we go. Uh Hey, Dave Bosca, call into the show right now if you can. 216-220-0966. 
I got some questions that I can ask you by God that only probably you can answer since I see you in the room. How do I book you for the show and you're not ready to go? I don't get it. Pork Brothers Barbecue, where are you? You are on the clock. I was going to let you promote your event that you were going to be at here in the Clevelands. They're going to be there. This is, uh, you know, when we get to Memorial Day weekend, I don't know what it is in your neck of the woods or what it's like in your neck of the woods. But when it gets close to Memorial Day here in Cleveland, you might as well open up all of the rib burnoff floodgates starting this past weekend in historic Willoughby, Ohio, for crying out loud. It was absolutely crazy. Dave, thank you for calling in. Yeah. What can you help with? All right, Dave, so I had a young man on last week called Levi Bosca. Are you aware of this character? Oh, yeah, quite aware of that Uh young man. I knew it. So we were talking about the lead-up to this past weekend, which, of course, was the big opening of the Butcher's Barbecue barbecue stand. And uh, now that the weekend has come and gone, uh, well, I didn't want to, you know, over-ask, given my bad luck with rib burners for this coming weekend. I figure, hey, uh, you can give me a quick recap of how the stand went off this past weekend, if it met expectation, uh, all that. I mean, well, I guess I should ask the the first obvious question. Uh, You were around there this weekend, correct? Oh, yes. Yeah, we... We're going to take them. We're taking the full month of May off and just getting ready for that. And then I'll be working with him for two or three weekends. So, how did this past weekend go? I guess uh, a at, at a at a high level, and then uh, as you dig into you know receipts that you'd like to see and sales, and did things sell better than expectation? All that stuff. How how did it kind of go in both sections? We had a real good start. We planned it out real good as far as the flow in the back. Thursday, we had a soft opening. We had invited about 300 people, and we had about 170 show up. We got a good flow in the kitchen then, served a whole bunch of meals, took Friday off, recalculated, looked at the flow in the back, uh, made just a couple minor changes, and the plan was then just to open Saturday, 11 o'clock till 8 o'clock. We cooked started cooking Friday at about four o'clock in the afternoon for briskets and butts. And at four thirty we closed the doors. We had sold out of about four five hundred pounds of each. Wow. Um a little over a hundred and some slabs of ribs. Uh I couldn't tell you how much chicken sausage and we have a hamburger that is like no other. Incredible. It's a half pound Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it looks freaking incredible. I saw Levi's uh, Instagram shots of it, the smoked hamburger. It looks absolutely delectable. Yes, we 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 don't have a fry lighter. We don't have a flat top. If it can't be cooked in the smoker, we don't serve it. Um, the hamburger is a half-pound hamburger. It's 60% ground beef, 40% ground belly slash bacon. Um, and I'm going to tell you, it is to die for. It's amazing how many of those we have sold the first weekend. 
the company that we have making them um, told us that they have taken those pictures and they're trying to utilize Levi's pictures for them. So we'll see where that goes. But we were honored uh, and and pleased and, and then pissed off all at one time we ran out of food. The line never got below 15, 20 people from about 10.30 till the time we actually had to tell everybody we were completely out. We started out. In about two hours, we sold out of ribs. Then we were out of chicken. Then we were slowly getting close to the hamburgers. Then it just, as we got closer and closer down from meat to meat, it just went quicker because that's all that was left. So we regrouped. Saturday night, we added about a third more meat uh, to cook for Saturday because, I'm sorry, for Sunday, because Sunday we were going to, we're only scheduled from 11 to 3. Um, out here in the community where we're at is more of a church-type community. And we thought, well, we'll get the uh, after-church goers and some Highway 66 runners, and, and that'll be about it. So we added a third more food to the smoker. I was cooking till about 2.30 in the morning, and then I went home. Levi came in at 4 o'clock. He got started getting ribs in, and at... Three o'clock or three thirty, we were out of food again. Really? Um, I say we. I say we was out of food. We had a, about a quarter of a brisket <laughs> left over, and about ten hamburger patties, and wow. we were done. We were out again. I mean, so that's that's like, you know, when you look at it from there, there's two heads. I mean, I'm a businessman. You're a businessman. Levi's a businessman. So, I mean, when it's selling that good. The last thing you want to do is run out of food, right? I mean, because food is money, and you want to generate the revenues and ring the register and all that stuff. However, you never want to be in a spot, in my opinion, especially in a barbecue restaurant where you hit a downturn and there isn't anybody in line, or maybe there's a very slow-moving number of people that span over the course of a two- or three-hour time frame, and now you just have kind of meat hanging out. We all know what happens if you don't have the proper technique or the proper equipment to hold that stuff. You know, it gets dry. It's not as good as it as it was when it comes off the pit. So selling out, um, I always assimilate selling out of barbecue with what they're doing in Texas. You go to um, you go to Franklin's Barbecue or or any of those really top notch places. They open up. They sell until they're out of meat, and boom. You're done, and if you didn't make the line, tough shit. You can come back tomorrow and come back a little bit earlier and maybe get your number pulled. That's got to be the best and worst feeling, as you said, that you can possibly have. You're having so much success. You don't want it to go away because you're having the success. However, if you're going to make that trade-off, that's probably one that you're willing to make that trade for, right? Absolutely. We did not want to be one that sold out. We wanted food till 8 o'clock. We really custom discussed this for months prior to opening to how we wanted to handle this. We did not want to train our customers because that's what you're going to end up doing is training your customers to where at five o'clock in the afternoon, they're not going to take a chance on you because you're out of food all the time. So eventually you're going to slow your sales down in the evening because people are going to quit trying to come over to eat because you're out. We didn't want to do that. We wanted to say we got hours worth this. But I'm going to tell you, Saturday at 4.30 when we ran out, we had every holding cabinet we had full. The smoker was holding food. 
the uh, steam pans on those tables were holding food. We had food sitting everywhere we could possibly set it, and we ran out. Levi made a brilliant decision or a comment and says, I can see why those restaurants say we're open at 11 and we close when we run out. Because we're not set up like the mass merchandisers yeah. or the chains of the chains of uh, restaurants that can have three crews sitting there running and cooking and, and cleaning and and re-prepping and then re-smoking while someone else is still out serving. We're still just a small operator, and we can only do X amount of food. Barbecue isn't fast food. It takes time to cook a brisket, to cook a pork. I'm not telling you, you something you don't know. But it's not anything that you can see at noon. I've already sold half of my stock. I can have it in and done <laughs> yeah. for the 5 o'clock rush. Right. It's not going to happen. Um, so we, we really talked about it Monday and Tuesday. We weren't real sure what we want to do. Um, we're going to add more meat to the smoker. Um, we're going to work on trying to get a little bit more. It is really comforting to know that every day it's fresh food. There's nothing held over. There's nothing reheated. It's fresh every single day. That puts out the competition quality food that we started to do. We're cooking chicken in a pan, just like we do at a contest. We, uh, um, we're doing our ribs, we're wrapping ribs, we wrap brisket, we wrap our pork, but we're doing our competition cook like we do in a restaurant, mass volume. It took me 35 minutes Saturday night at 11 o'clock at night to start wrapping briskets to get them all wrapped to where they could be done for Sunday. Um, we pulled 130, 40 pieces of foil for um, ribs. That just is insane. That you like? That's a lot of aluminum foil wasted. It's not wasted because it's turning out the quality of the rib that we want to put out and put our name on. Yeah, I guess that was going to be the the kind of the last question that I had for you in regards to. I mean, look, uh, there's no one more discerning than you, especially given the competition chops that you have on. What does the food taste like when it comes off the pit? What does it taste like 15 minutes later? What does it taste like an hour later? So when you take the time and the effort to devise holding plans and making sure that the first customer is getting the same type of food selection that the last customer is and that there's as short or small of a gap between any type of quality between those proteins, uh, that's got to be like the number one goal, right? Absolutely it is. We we actually had probably three slabs of ribs over the weekend um, that when Levi went to serve them, he took them to him back on the table. He said, I'm not putting that out in a box. He would not serve it. We we cooked Sunday, or I mean to serve Sunday, there was a brisket. Oh, it was about 10 o'clock in the morning. We were Him and I were sitting there slicing brisket. He said, man, this brisket's tight. I said, well, wrap it back up. We've got the smoker going. We'll just put it back in and tender it up. Um, Two o'clock that afternoon, he pulled it out. It just still wasn't tender. He said, I ain't serving it. So I'm not saying that whole brisket was left over, but we wouldn't serve it. We don't want that out there. So we didn't even classify that as a brisket servable. So there's a brisket that 
that wasn't tarapara, and we're not going to serve it. So it didn't ever hit the hit the blocks to be sliced for that. So is that something that gets turned into uh, Brunswick stew, or do you uh, have you guys made no. some type of an allotment no, for loss? That's, that that that's something that we'll we made decisions what we're going to do with it to help push for advertisement things we can do through the week um, to utilize it. But we're not going to sway off of our menu right now. We, we've got five, six basic meats. That's what it is. Uh, we don't make desserts. If you ever got to see his menu, our dessert is a Twinkie. <laughs> um, we're not bakers. Um, we're we're not saying that we're gonna we got the best apple pie or the best chocolate cake or the cream cheesecake or whatever. No, we're concentrating on the barbecue, the sides, and that's what we're turning out. We'll give you something sweet to eat when it's done. It's called a Twinkie. That's mastered already. We don't need to reinvent that. And hell, who don't like a Twinkie? I love a Twinkie, and actually, uh, as you're probably well aware, that Ted Reader character has put Twinkies on planks, ejecting them with Jack Daniels, and they appear to be very good smoked as well. So, I mean, who knows what could be going on with that stuff. So, I mean, all in all, a huge success then, right? Yes, yes. Very, very pleased with it. Um, At this point, couldn't ask for anything different coming out of the first weekend. All right, uh, we are talking with Dave Bosca from Butcher Barbecue. Of course, the website butcherbbq.com, the rubs, the injections, the sauces, the grilling oils. you got to go over there and pick up at least seven or eight of each, and you'll be very happy that you did. You'll thank me. You'll thank Dave. Uh, Dave, appreciate you calling in here last second to uh, give us the update. Uh, continued success, and hopefully the barbecue stand keeps rolling right along. Well, Greg, I think to talk about it, and everybody go to Facebook, like our uh, Butcher Barbecue stand page. Um, that's where you can keep updates. Uh, Levi will be posting all the time on that. All right, there is Dave Bosca. Thanks so much, pal. You bet. Bye. Dave Bosco. Just said that. So there you go. All right. Well, I've been able to uh, derive exactly what the issue was for our planned forced segment guest. And as sometime ought to happen, there was just a small digit error in that phone number. Get that big stuff out of here. Sometimes the digits do need to be right in order to get to the people that we need to talk to. But that's all right. As we know, there are many rib cook-offs coming up. This one did happen to be local. I believe it was like the Berea rib cook-off or something like that. I mean, I'm not a rib burner myself, but um, that was the issue. Uh, Wrong phone number. I was calling the wrong number. Kind of like, remember when I uh, called Patrick Banks from Booty Q and some guy picked up the phone and pretended like he was Patrick Banks for like five or six minutes, and then I was asking him questions. He realized that he was in too deep, and the dude was like, I'm out. Hello, Patrick. Where'd you go, buddy? I'm out. No worries. We'll get him reloaded. We'll get him back on. Mike Fritz will be on one way or another, someday or another. Thanks again to Dave Bosca for bringing us up to speed on the first weekend. All right, folks, a public service message to all the Barbecue Brothers and Sisters from one of your show sponsors, Stephen DeFranco of StephenDeFranco.com. That's right. A barbecue junkie in his own right. Father's Day is coming up 
shortly. What to get dear old dad? New clothes that he won't wear? No. New shows, uh, new shoes that will be covered in barbecue sauce in like a week? No. New tie? Yuck. Stephen DeFranco Jewelers has the perfect answer. How about a new watch? That's right. Steve has an incredible selection of watches. That would be perfect for dear old dad. How about the bowl of a watches? Why spend a ton of money on a watch if you don't have to? Bowl of a watches are stylish and affordable, starting under 200 bucks. Bowl of a watches come in traditional court styles, retro styled automatic versions. You have the chronographs, the skeletons, and the traditional styles that fill out the bowl of a line of timepieces. Then you have the bowl of a precisionist. Do you want the most accurate watch in the world? Of course, that's why I have it. The Bowl of a Precisionist is that watch. Exclusive movement from the Bowl of a Precisionist. Break down the second-hand movements into 16 segments per second, giving you a second hand that is smooth and silky. Steel, titanium versions are available as well. Then you have the Bowl of a Accutron. I got one of those. High-end without the high price. Cadillac of the Bowl of a Line. The Accutron is the pinnacle of high-end design without breaking the bank, starting below 600 bucks. The Accutron watch gives you the high-end style, quality, and lifestyle without breaking the bank. Citizens. You gadget junkie, Citizens is the perfect watch for the gadget guy. Eco drive technology convites light into energy, powering your watch perfectly and accurately. Need a timer for your barbecue cooking? Some Citizens have multiple timers along with alarms and multiple time zones. Philip and Company completes this high end line. Many high end European watch companies assemble using Swiss movements called ETA. Philip hand assembles his watches personally. Using ETA movements, handpick components. Starting at $8.95, Philips watches have been an elegant European style, and they're affordable. All Philips watches hand-serialed, numbered, and registered with him himself. Go to stephendefranco.com. That's stephendefranco.com. Pick out the new watch, then call him. 440-943-2700. Tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister. And he'll give you the real discounted price of the watch. He's not allowed by the manufacturer to show the real discounted price on this website. He also will ship that watch to you for free. What's better than that? If it's free, it's me. That's rule number three of the show. It's free, it's me. That's what to get dear old dad this year. Dear old dad. All right, we are back with Chris Lilly. RGC of Memphis in May and the repeat world champ in pork shoulder. Right here. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. If you're looking for medium size, they got you covered there. How about something to take on the tailgates and so forth? Yeah, they got something there too. They can also supply you with quality wood pellets to fire that pellet cooker. Check them out at Green Mark. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. And you will be off and running. Uh, Dave, David Qualls, attention, David Qualls, you're at 1035 Eastern. 1035 Eastern. Okay, so make sure that you're aware. Uh, I'll be talking to you in an hour from now. All right, uh, joining me now. 
a author, a restaurateur, a pitmaster, a TV celebrity, if you will. But most importantly, out of all of that stuff and the winning and money and the hot chicks and all that stuff, friend of this show, Chris Lilly, joining us. Chris, how are you, buddy? Uh, doing fantastic. Thank you for the invitation. It's always my pleasure to have you on the show, Chris. Always appreciate the time that you make for it. And, uh, you know, another great weekend for Big Bob Gibsons. And, you know, before we get into that and do a, do a bit of a breakdown or post-mortem on Memphis and May, let me ask you something about the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Are you up to speed on the Barbecue Hall of Fame as it sits over there at the American Royal right now? Um, you know, I hear about it every time because I do the American Royal every year. Um, the team goes over and, uh, so every year we find out when we get over to the Hall of Fame, uh, you know, who is inducted and everything. So yeah, we get a, we get a glimpse of that every year we travel to Kansas City. What's your, what's your take on the Barbecue Hall of Fame? Is that something that you, like it's it's you take it in because you're there, but you wouldn't make a trip for it? Is it still kind of something that, in your estimation, needs to get something more behind it, or, or more press, or some more validity, or anything like that? Do you think it's uh, do you think it's okay right now? You know, I I really think they are trying to uh, you know, and I I guess you know, I guess you know, I don't know if you know full list of who's in there, and I think it you know they had it a while, and it's just sort of died down a little bit, and they're really trying to bring it back. And uh, really trying to induct some people in it every year, year and make it current. Um, and uh, it's really cool for me to go every year and see, you know, which one of because you know I've been in barbecue a long time, so it's cool for me to go to the barbecue hall of fame every year, or to go to Kansas City each year and see, you know, which one of my friends are being inducted. So it's pretty cool for me um, to uh, to find out who's going in every year. So yeah, yeah, I think it's. Uh, you know, I would love for it to get, you know, more mo- momentum, but uh, I think they're on the right track. Undoubtedly, Chris, and you would never say it, so I'm going to say it for you. At some point, you'll be in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Uh, you've seen a lot of success on the business side. You've seen a lot of success on the celebrity side. Of course, you have seen an extreme amount of success on the pitmaster side. Uh, all our categories, as it sits right now for the Barbecue Hall of Fame. So if you had your druthers when they uh, give you the, the cap and gown and the, the big wad of cash to go in, how would you like to go <laughs> how would you like to go into the barbecue hall of fame out of those three categories? Well that's a great question and I think a uh I think a easy question for me. I would rather go in on the <laughs> if if I ever go in and again there's a lot of people out there that uh that are deserving and uh I expect, you know a lot of more people to go in it before I'm considered. But uh, if that ever happens, I would love to go in in, in it uh, for the work I've done uh, in the pits, uh, without a doubt. That's where I get the majority of my gratification. Uh, in the pit rooms, that's where I started, and uh, hopefully that's where I'll, where I'll end up. This year on the celebrity-slash-humanitarian category, while I made a valiant grassroots press to get in to the 2015 Hall of Fame this year. Somehow I was put on the schneid. In my place, however, a uh, Stephen Reichlin was uh, included this year. Do you think, given his breadth of work and the time that he has had in and the TV and the books and all this other stuff, and the, and the multiple not only cities and states but countries 
that he has been. And is there a more deserving person that should go into the Hall of Fame than Stephen? You know, to be without a list, I could, I mean, Stephen, Stephen Reichlin is well-deserved to go in there. Um, you know, I, I can't think, think of anybody off the top of my head that would be more deserving yeah. uh, than him. You know, Stephen's been around a long time, you know, looking back to, um, I guess it was probably the first year I went to, like, the National Barbecue Association convention. That was when he first came out with uh, with his book, and, um, you know, his book now is uh, definitely on every barbecuer's shelf. Um, that is one of the first books that, uh, you know, not only for the bar- barbecue world, but that, that took the barbecue world and, and placed it, you know, in everyday conversation. And, uh, and, and really, he was on the forefront of the popularity of barbecue. So I look at Stephen and... Uh, and think that with what he did as far as writing goes and uh, his travels around the world and promoting barbecue, uh, he was on the forefront. So without a doubt, uh, Stephen should be in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. I absolutely agree. I think Stephen's a great guy and uh, certainly appreciate everything that he has done for the industry as, uh, as well as you do. We're talking with Chris Lilly, the pitmaster of Big Bob Gibson's competition cooking team. Uh, the website BigBobGibson.com if you want to check it out here while we're talking. All right, Chris, so let's go ahead and take a look back at this past weekend. Of course, a year ago we were talking about uh, Big Bob Gibson's take on the the overall GC of Memphis in May, uh, pork champion in that category, and then taking the overall. Uh, This year, I mean, ever so close uh, to a repeat. Uh, You repeat in the pork category, of course, but uh, miss on on the GC. So as you look back over Memphis in May and, I mean, You've done Memphis in May a number of times. You're a, a a scarred and jagged veteran of this particular competition, and you've won it a lot. What were your thoughts uh, on the 2015 version of the Memphis in May competition this year? It was actually one of the most enjoyable uh, uh, Memphis in May so far. Uh, you know, most a lot of my enjoyment comes not from winning, but uh, just basically getting together with old friends every year. I was really proud for the Shed, uh, who got their first GC at Memphis in uh, May, their second uh, Hog World Championship, and um, it definitely did a fantastic job. Uh, we put out a heck of a shoulder, and we were really, really proud, and really, really, uh, you know, we thought we def- we definitely thought we had a chance. But the cool thing was this year is when we made finals, and that's probably my that's probably the funnest part of Memphis in in making the cut from 270 teams down to the three shoulders, three top shoulders, three top ribs, and three whole hogs, and going head to head against the other competition. That's definitely what I love. But we, you know, we're ecstatic about making whole shoulders, and then we looked at the list of who was in the category with us, and it was Sweet Swine of Mine and Red Hot Smokers. Both of those are former grand champions of Memphis and May. Probably on paper, if probably the three toughest uh, you know shoulder teams or, or or that has had had the most success at Memphis and May. Uh, I knew it was going to be a, a a gritty battle in the finals, and we were definitely Big Bob Gibson team was proud to get to 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 make it on top. Especially because Sweet Swine of mine, dear friends of mine, Red Hot Smokers, uh, Wayne, really loved the team, uh, really first-class people. 
So to be in the head-to-head with them, um, it, it just really made my day. Uh, actually, Mark Lambert in the chat room listening to the show right now, believe it or not. So I'm sure he appreciates the mention, listening uh, listening to this interview. Uh, well, I hope he is. You know, Mark is a friend of mine. The whole team is our friends, and, and I can not I can think of no other team at Memphis and May that I have more respect for than Sweet Swine of mine. Every year they are in contention and um, and are liable to win grand champion, liable to win shoulder. Uh, what, what super people. And if you don't know them, you need to get to know them. When you're stacked up against uh, Red Heart Smokers and Sweet Swine of mine, and you eventually get the overall, well, you get the, the shoulder nod, let's just keep it there. And these are guys, as you mentioned, are, are also MIM grand champs as well. What do you think, just in your estimation, what do you think sets you guys apart from the other two, knowing how good those other two are? You know, I don't think there's a whole lot there that uh, distinguishes uh, between our team and those two teams. I think on any given day, uh, Red Hot can beat us, and they have, and Sweet Swine of Mine can beat us, and they have. Um, you know, I just think it comes down to uh, four judges' uh, specific preferences and flavor profile. And, uh, you know, if I'm lucky enough to get the judges who like my flavor profile better that day, then, you know, there's a good chance I'll win. Uh, you better believe, I mean, those teams are going to execute. It's not a matter of uh, them not executing or me not executing. You know, we do it enough and we do these kind of, you know, we cook whole shoulders enough. Where we're gonna where we're gonna hit it, I think it really comes down to flavor profile, and uh, and um, getting a little lucky with the judges, you know, that come in and, and like or dislike your flavor profile or like yours better. So from year over year, do you make any adjustments to the flavor profile? Is that something that you're continually tinkering with, or because you have it dialed in now and you've seen the success there, it's something you can stay kind of consistent with? Um. Over the years, I guess, at Memphis, uh, you know, we had a really good run there a while ago with six first-place shoulders in a row and a couple grands. Um, And then we started missing the top ten, or not the top ten, but missing the top three. Uh, We were finishing like fourth, fifth, sixth in that area right there uh, several years in a row. And uh, then I had to go back to the drawing board and make some adjustments. Uh, I worked on a different, uh, or I glazed for my for my pork shoulder. I never had glazed in the past. I was just, you know, doing an injection and a dry rub, and serving the meat right off the bone to the judges. So I started experimenting with a uh, with a glaze, and then that got us back to where we needed to be. Uh, since then, uh, probably 2011, I haven't made any adjustments whatsoever to the pork shoulder um, for Memphis in May. All right, so four years of uh, consistent flavor profile, and uh, you've seen good success since then. This probably shows how copious my note-taking skill is, Chris, but could one perhaps ascertain that the reason you didn't win overall grand champ was because you didn't have thoroughly frozen pork butts to deal with this weekend (laughs) like you did last year? That is, you know what? That could be it. And hey, you you joke about it because last year we did, and you know this, we did have all frozen uh, 
Fork last last year when we won the Grand Championship. This year we had fresh pork and we didn't win. Um, but uh, you know we joked with the team you know beforehand should we um, should we order uh, pork this year you know to keep everything the same. Uh, gosh you know I'm a big proponent of fresh pork, fresher the better uh, without a <laughs> doubt. This year we used a, um, a Compart Duroc product that we're pleased with. Um, but, uh, you know, you got to go fresh, but, uh, it is funny, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'll still go fresh next year. I'm not going back to frozen. No, I agree with you for sure. Uh, Chris Lilly joining us here on the show, pitmaster, big Bob Gibson's competition barbecue team, big is the website. Chris, as far as competitions for the rest of the season, or at least maybe over the next handful of months and then, you know, what you're up to. Okay. Uh, first of all, if anybody out there doesn't know, uh, we've already done the Kingsford Invitational. Uh, it is going to air Memorial Day 9 on Destination America, so you've got to check that out. The competition is over. Uh, there are four categories, a steak category, a chicken category, and a beef brisket category, and a pick-your-pork category, uh, which is new. But check that out, Destination America, um, on Memorial Day evening, that Monday night, uh, to see how we did. Uh, the next one that I definitely have scheduled is the American Royal. Uh, we'll ease out there and check out the new location over there and also find out uh, who gets into the um, Barbecue Hall of Fame. And uh, I always love to sneak in a contest that I've never done before. I don't have anything scheduled, uh, but um, but I'll, I'll probably sneak in a, maybe a KCBS contest between now and then. Uh, the other things I got coming up, I've got the Atlanta Food and Wine Festival coming up, not this weekend, but the next. Uh, on the, I'm on the board of advisories there, and I also got I've got two events. I'm doing an Alabama barbecue on Thursday night, uh, celebrating the year of barbecue, and I'm also teaching some seminars on Saturday morning there. Two weeks after that, second weekend in June, I've got the Big Apple Barbecue Block Party. Streets of, streets of New York, shut down Madison Avenue, cooking barbecue for two days and, uh, and serving the public. That's always a blast to get back up there. Chris, two quick questions here before I let you go, and I appreciate the time. You had mentioned the Kingsford Invitational, and it, it was weird. Like you, if, you, if you weren't on the, the inner circle, and, and per, I'd had no idea what was going on. I heard people were going to New York City. Uh, there were random social media posts. Well, I guess uh, precursoring all of this, that Tuffy Stone is one fickle bitch because he figures <laughs> out a way to pull off the big ones when he like barely ever cooks, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but I couldn't figure out why they didn't put any type of like media press on or saying, hey, it's this weekend. Uh, I didn't know if it was going to be a television event, so I'm, I'm at least a little refreshed to know that it, it was something that was taped and... It's going to be for uh, the consuming public to see. And I assume, uh, I mean, you probably haven't seen finished product, but uh, it went off fairly well as far as, I mean, you've done, you know, all these since it started out a couple of years ago. Well, a couple things. A couple things first. Any teams out there looking for a name? I think, uh, Greg, you just coined it. Fickle bitch barbecue would be a good <laughs> one. So uh, everybody keep that in mind. It's probably not taken. <laughs> but uh yeah i think what they were trying to do and again because i was cooking this year i'd hosted the last two years because i was cooking it this year 
uh, kinks were definitely kept me out of the know. So I was just on the email list uh, that, uh, and I was getting information as everybody as everybody else got it. So I'll, I can only assume and guess what their intent was. Uh, I think they were trying to keep it on the uh, down low at first, and just open it up to uh, open it up to media. They wanted uh, bloggers, writers. Uh, they wanted a bunch of people there actually covering the event on site while it was going on. Mm. Uh, not only with the camera, but also, you know, you know, press as it went down. Uh, but now that it's over uh, and now that it airs, now the word is starting to trickle out that, yes, we did it. We did it in New York City, and it was a fantastic contest. Um, so, uh, so yeah, without, te- without um, telling you who won, uh, I think you got to look out for uh, Fickle Bitch Barbecue. That's right. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, Chris Lilly is with Big Bob Gibson, and he is the repeating pork shoulder champ and uh, RGC this year. MIM. Chris, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, my friend. You Take got care. it. There he is. Chris Lilly, the pitmaster of Big Bob Gibson's competition team, obviously uh, well connected in through the restaurant side of things. And had a lookout as well that we didn't really talk about. So uh, kept them a little bit long, but that was some great stuff. Again, as he said, Fickle Bitch Barbecue is a team name. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that one back. Chris Lilly, you stay off that one now. You stay off it. All right, gang. If you're like me, always thinking of ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game. There is no better or easier way to do that than with adding a little butcher barbecue to your arsenal. And if you're in the Oklahoma area, stopping off at the butcher barbecue stand for a bite to eat or all bites to eat. And sound food sounds tremendous. Uh, we all know butchers is well known for the injections, the pork, the beef, the prime injection, the bird booster, the open pit pork injection. The grilling oils, the sauces, the rubs, the list goes on and on. The trade-in link. What's the trade-in link? Oh, I'm glad you've asked. Maybe you've bought or purchased a commercial injection from somebody else. It's not Dave Boston. Well, first of all, shame on you. How dare you. But I get it. Sometimes you think the grass is greener. But the scores tumbled, didn't they? The high five's not as frequent from the neighboring males and females in the neighborhood. Well, in the past, you were screwed. You spent all that money on the injection, and you're going to have to throw it out or mix it in with water and spread it over the grass, and hopefully your grass stayed juicy all summer. Not anymore. You can go to Butcher Barbecue. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Click on the trade-in link. And then you send your commercial injection to Dave. He will get it, weigh it. His weigh-ins are final. And then, in return, he'll send you back One of those injections that I meant, you specify what you'd like back. He'll send you the same exact weight, up to five pounds, back to you. And you can do that by going to ButcherBBQ.com. Go to the trade-in link, print off the label, send your commercial stuff back. It's got to be commercial, not crap that you make. Not crap that you make at home. The commercial stuff. And then he will give you some really good stuff in return. It's just a way to show you that he's not only interested in making his customers happy, but he's interested in making his competitions customers happy as well don't worry about breaking the bank when it comes to shipping items totaling up to 55 bucks ship at eight dollars and 55 cents no eight dollars and 50 cents 
between 55 and 200 chip at 975 anything over 200 bucks ships for free as i always say each and every week just buy $200 worth of stuff or just over $200 worth of stuff save on the shipping and there isn't anything that's available for purchase right now that you're just not going to love buy it all tell me what you don't like and after i get done calling you a liar i'll buy it off of you because it's all good stuff head on over to butcherbbq.com and stock up right now that's butcher bbq.com we're back to wrap the first hour right after this stick around we'll be right back big name interviews advice on cooking brisket and ribs and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue it's the barbecue central show all right Welcome back. We will try Chris, uh, Mike Fritz back. I'll get in touch with the uh, PR hacks over there. Get him lined back up. Thanks again to Chris Lillard for joining me last segment. A great segment. That could be one of the all-time classic segments as we came up with a new barbecue team named Fickle Bitch Barbecue. You heard it here first. Chris Lilly said bitch on my show. That's even better. Love that. That dude can play some blackjack now. Don't ask me how I know. No names, please. Uh, we will have a Suckle Busters giveaway in the second hour, so stay tuned for that. Get on your emails. Get your fat fingers ready to win that. We'll uh, learn a little bit about this past weekend Sam's Club Series, local qualifier event. And we have some great guests as well. Uh, you are listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. We'll refresh. We'll come back for the second hour and do it all live right here. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how you going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate fifty for wiener. But listen, Lavernia, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working right now. Ooh, top men. Welcome back to the second hour. Hey, yo. You found the Barbecue Central show. 
Welcome aboard. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Grampy. Here on your Tuesday, you want to jump in tonight? 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com is the email address if you missed the first hour. Where were you? You missed good stuff. We talked with Dave Bosca about the first weekend of Butcher Barbecue Stand, the sales, how they ran out of meat and seismic and gargantuan proportions on both days. So if you're going to be heading on over to Butcher Barbecue Stand, make sure you show up early and buy a lot because if you don't buy enough, there might not be seconds. Or get a hotel room and go back the next day. Either way is fine with Dave and Levi. It's fine. Stay there for a week. Eat all you want. That's what I'm talking about. We also talked with Chris Lilly from Big Bob Gibson's. We talked about his um, repeat in uh, GC. Uh, We talked about his repeat in uh, Pork Shoulder at Memphis in May. And we also talked about the RGC overall. So another successful Memphis in May. Uh, Does he have four or is it four wins? Overall in Memphis in May now, or five, or something like that. He's won a lot. Uh, he's won a number of pork categories as well, uh, maybe eight or something like that, or ten or whatever the heck it is. He wins a lot at Memphis in May. He's got it down. As he said, as you go back, if you listen to the podcast, he hasn't changed flavor profile at Memphis in May. And in uh, since 2011, so I think there's few teams that have been able to dial in a particular flip. Now, granted, he's not going out every week like you know, a number of these people are in KCBS, FBA, and, and competing where maybe they do need to make those tweaks. This is just a, a one-off type of a situation. So those people are still digging on his flavor profile, so there's no need to switch. It's obviously working. Just look at the results. Still to come tonight... The GC of Memphis in May, the Hall, the Whole Hog winner, as well. Brad Orson from the Shed will be here to talk about it. And at 10:35, the pitmaster of the American Dream Barbecue Team, David Qualls, will also be talking with us as well. If you didn't know, folks, the 2015 Sam's Club Barbecue Series rolled into St. Charles, Missouri, this past weekend. This was a r- local qualifier that uh, sent the top six teams to the regional round that will be in, hmm, damn it. I thought I had this updated, but I don't think I have it updated all the way. And I don't want to say anything incorrect. If there's one thing I want to be, it is correct. Uh, 16th, St. Charles, Missouri, Midwest City, Oklahoma Regional. That will take place on September 26th. Of course, the overall championship is October 10th, 2015. The top six teams moving on, taking Grand Champ with a 689 and 6 tenths. 
Shake and Bake Barbecue. Boom. Reserve with a 688.59 Brickhead Barbecue. Third place, Burnt at Both Ends with a Z. Number four, Outlaw Hogs Barbecue. Number five, Pitmaster IQ Barbecue. Number six, Blazing Blues Barbecue. Who, if I was the original or the inaugural overall grand champ at the Smoking at the Run at the Buffalo Run Casino three years ago? Am I wrong on that, Dave? He was, That's the guy, right? Blazing Blues Barbecue. Your scoring span from first to six is 689. Six takes first. A 674-2 takes sixth place. So 15 points. That's an ass-kicking, folks, uh, from front to second, or from uh, one to six. That's a, a very sizable gap from uh, one to six. Although uh, first to second was very slim, a 689-6 and a 688-5. So... Uh, just over a point separating one and two. The next Sam's Club event will be this coming weekend, May 23rd in Marietta, Georgia. This is a local qualifier that feeds the South Haven, is it South Haven? Mississippi Regional. Good luck to all those competing. All right. Well, I'm going to quickly pull up my Facebook page because I I, I could tell you about it and... You wouldn't believe it if I told you. What I'm about to show you perhaps will shock and appall you, but I'm here to tell you that this is for real. This is not a joke. I even got a... Do they have any better pictures than this? No. All right, well, I got to go... I got to pull this off on my Facebook page. All right, this is my Facebook page. Men, it's getting warmer out, and when it gets warmer out, you might think about going to the pool or going to the lake or the river or the creek or wherever it is that you go to the swimming hole. And you're looking, perhaps, for a new swimming outfit. I may or may not have the best idea you have ever seen in your life. May I introduce to you the Bulge Pouch. Yes, folks, there it is, the Bulge Pouch. Uh, right here, you see it in the middle of your screen. A uh, few thoughts that come to my head. What is going on with people? What are you going to wear? Woo-hoo. Men's Sexy Black Swimwear Bulge Pouch. New style bikini swimwear. Trunks. Bag thong G-string. Is anybody going to wear that? Is anybody going to wear the bulge pouch? If you're interested in the bulge pouch, this is what it looks like right here. It measuring uh, 14 centimeters long by 9 centimeters wide. The product only has one size. Please, must compare to the detail sizes with your penis size before you buy. Because guess what? If you're a real man, it won't fit. And it's only going to not fit one way, right? 
There it is, the bulge pouch. So you cram, as they say, ye old twig and berries into there, and you're off and uh, running to do whatever it is you do with the pool. I mean, people thought Speedos were crazy when they first came out. I mean, certainly competition swimmers use the Speedo stuff to reserve uh, to reduce the drag and stuff like that. I mean, is Michael Phillips going to be wearing this in the next Olympics? I mean, there's no drag capability here. Well, maybe for some of you, there's very small drag that may or may not happen. I'm telling you, I'm somewhat appalled and otherwise scared. Now, if you don't like the bulge pouch, I posted this on my wife's facebook page if it's still up there or not it might not be up there let me see no 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 it's not that it's not up there that's right nevertheless nevertheless well you definitely don't want to see you know what i showed her or what i put on hers needless to say similar style fashion right so if you're looking for some new swimwear, the Bulge Pouse may or may not be for you. May or may not be for you. All right, coming up out of the break, Brad Orison from The Shed. We're going to be talking about Memphis and May Grand Championship stuff. Let me talk to you for a few minutes about the longest-running sponsor of the show. Located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, called the Barbecue Guru. Gang, if you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cookers, stop here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why are you going to buy something else from another company that's a pit temperature control device? Don't do it. Look, if you're not familiar with how these beauties work, I'm not going to get into the minutiae, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature and one set keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. It's real life. You can take advantage of this technology today. Maybe you are a busy working professional like me, or perhaps you are constantly on the run with kids and doing errands, and quite frankly, you don't have that time to set around and tend the pit temps. The Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs or all of that stuff, and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done, and the Guru maintains that pit temperature you want it set at. Bunch of different miles to choose from. you got to go to the website to choose the one that will best fit you. If you are looking to control multiple pits, and monitor multiple internal temperatures of meat. The ProCom 4 wireless, the CyberQ Wi-Fi is the one for you. You got a smart device, tablet, phone, netbook, laptop. You can access it. You don't even have to go outside anymore. You can make your pit adjustments right from your phone. You can check out your internal temperatures, your meat right on your phone. Make those adjustments right there. If you don't need something that high tech, you can get the Party Q. It's a easy point of entry. The easiest, by the way, in, tip, uh, in pit temperature control device realm. It's a self-contained package that runs on AA batteries, and you can put it from cooker to cooker to cooker. It's great. I love it. The cruise control for your pit, if you will. If you're in the market for a cooker, by the way, look no further than the Onyx Oven. It's been winning on the competition circuit and the backyards for years. Fully insulated, holds a lot of meat. Accommodates half and full pans for food service and works seamlessly with all of the Guru pit temperature control devices, of course. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 
G-U-R-U. That's 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We'll back with Brad Orison from The Shed next. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Got to have the mic on, folks, or otherwise it doesn't work, right? This portion of the Barbecue Central Show brought to you by Cooking Pellets. Your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Doesn't matter if you got a Traeger or a Gorilla or a Green Mountain Grill or a Cook Shack or Fast Eddie or something like that. It will fire all of your pellet-driven cookers. Won't void any warranties. Nothing like that. To purchase, go to pellet, cookingpellets.com or... You can go to Amazon.com as well, thanks to Chris Becker and the folks over at CookingPellets.com. All right, my next guest uh, has already won a whole hog world championship. He is just times that by two and has now also become a world champ at the Memphis and May overall grand champ. We welcome back friend of the show, Brad Orson from the ship. Brad, how are you, buddy? Yes, sir. Oh, I tell you, this is uh, the best moments of my life. Brad, who's the man right now? Who is the man? You're I'll the man. The man You're the man. Austin Terry. Austin <laughs> Terry, senior pit master at the shed. Yeah, he's the man? He's the man, I'm not going to lie. But look, yeah. I'm the man because I pay for everything. I'll tell you that. Yes. Without the money, you got nothing but pipe dreams and wishes, bitches, and that's not what gets that's, GCs. That's right, that's right. But I'll tell you what, you got to be there, and you know what? We were there, and I guess we brought our egg in this year. Uh, wow, what a win! You know, uh, Chris Lilly has won Memphis and Way uh, Memphis May a number of times. Uh, he's a repeating. Shoulder category champion uh, this year and last year, obviously. I mean, he's won it, uh, the shoulder category, probably like eight times or ten times or something ridiculous like that. Uh, one of my favorite all-time big-time wrestling quotes is, in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. And uh, to go up against the likes of uh, a Chris Lilly and come out on top, I mean, certainly winning Memphis in May is a crowning achievement. But to go up against a Chris Lilly and then you know, kind of one-up them this time around. It's got to be extra sweet, right? Yeah, it's definitely definitely extra sweet. And, uh, you know, even even Chris, he said just before uh, they announced who was going to be the grand champion at Memphis in May, he said, Brad, listen, I've won this a bunch of times. There is nothing, there is nobody better that I could lose to than you. And... Sure enough, the shed took it home, and 
Uh, I guess we're the took it home for Mississippi, the winningest state in the union. Yeah, that's right. I mean, between you guys and Yazoo's Delta Q, I mean, you got to have somewhere between the neighborhood of like seven hundred and fifty thousand Memphis and May championships, right? I know, right? Well, <laughs> we've had we've had two crowning moments. Uh, two years ago, uh, we beat Melissa for first place in Hog and lost to our compact family, uh, Sweet Swan of Mine. And this year, we got in there in the finals and uh, and managed to come out on top. Um, everybody was cooking Compart, Duroc. Let me ask you about Compart, Duroc pork, Brad. I mean, I've seen it, you know, back, uh, man, it seems like it was, you know, just a couple of years ago, but literally it's been probably five, six years ago now. When Myron Mixon was on Pitmasters, uh, whatever that new version was of uh, Pitmasters. And he started talking about Wagyu brisket, and all of a sudden, like, gangbusters. Everybody had to get Wagyu brisket. Everybody had to get it. Everybody started using it in competitions. And then slowly but surely, here comes specialty pork. I mean, you know, back in the day, I remember Fast Eddie Morin from, you know, Fast Eddie Cooker fame talking about how he may or may not have used uh, Berkshire uh, shoulders, uh, a lot, but that like fell off and, and never really gained the steam. Now all of a sudden you see this Compart Duroc pork coming over, and they're sponsoring teams, and everybody's starting to use it. In your estimation, like what is setting apart the Compart Duroc pork from what you can buy anywhere else? Well, I'll tell you the truth. Um, number one is the marbling. Uh, that is just absolutely insane when it comes to cooking competition style. But you got to remember, the more you pay, the more you pay attention. And that's what it takes to win at these competitions is you got to pay attention. And sometimes you got to pay for the pork or pay for the beef. And then you got to pay attention to it. You can win these things with any cut. But you know what? If you want the best shot, you got to go in with the best stuff, man. Uh, we won the World Food Championships in the brisket category, and we use Snake River Farms, Wagyu. Everybody's doing it. And you know what? Brought home the trophy. Same thing with the Compart family. And the Cheshire Port from uh, North Carolina. Uh, we cooked a Cheshire hog this year, which is a Chester White. And we also cooked two 235-pound Compart family Duroc hogs, and those are the ones we presented. You got to do it right. You got to pay to play, baby. Brad Orson from The Shed joining us here on the show talking about the Memphis and May competition this past weekend that they uh, won hog in and then won overall GC as well. Uh, Brad, if you can kind of set it up for maybe the folks that haven't either been to a Memphis in May or don't really know too much about this particular competition, you know, can you give us a high-level overview of you know what it's like, uh, cost to be involved with it, and what the win means for any team that's going to be taking part? Memphis in May, the Super Bowl of swine. Uh, it's right around five grand to get in, get a waterfront spot. There's no doubt about it. We always, you know, we say go big or go home. 
And everybody always brings all the trophies. Every booth you go to has got a MEPSA made trophy or a third grade reading trophy or some trophy <laughs> that they bring in and decorate their site with. And I've got a problem with that because that's like bringing sand to the beach. <laughs> bringing a ham sandwich. Bringing a ham sandwich to a luau. We only go there to bring trophies home. And it's the hardest competition to bring a trophy home, uh, but it's the most gratifying. So you figure you got a couple grand in, you're on Tom Lee Park, it always rains, it's a mud fest. Last year it was freezing cold, this year it was smoking hot. Um, just to be there and be part of it and be involved with so many good barbecuers, uh, men uh, and women. Uh, it's it's a very gratifying experience. To win it, I mean, that's as cool as it gets. But to be there, that's, that's really the cool part of it. You know, there's a lot of entertaining that goes on. I mean, the, the stages and the scaffolding. I mean, this isn't like a KCBS or an FBA or an IBCA type of competition event. I mean, this is full-scale, maybe almost akin to you know, what you would find at an entertainment night at an American Royal Party or down at the Houston Livestock and Rodeo. Uh, and maybe this even goes to a, a whole different level for the amount of expense that has to go in for what you're getting back if you win the whole thing. Um, how do you set up for this? Is this something that, you know, when you get there and you have everything set up, it's like game plan, you got to execute it, and there's got to be like $50 billion to take your attention away from hitting your particular marks, right? Yeah. This is our 10th year competing, uh, and I really feel like we finally got our shit together, and we focused on what we were going to do. We went there. We stuck with the recipes. We stuck with the plan. We stuck with the time schedule, even when it rained, even when it was hot, even when it was cold. Uh, we put the same amount of keeks for charcoal on the bin. We put the same amount of pecan and hickory, black cherry and peach and applewood on at the exact same moments that we planned on. Uh, I think that's the hardest thing to do at Mitzanae is stay focused because y'all know me. I'm a day drinker. I like it. I like to have a party every day, every day. But you can't win if you party every time. And that's what our focus was this year. Have a good time. Stay focused. Stick to the plan. And let's win. We got at least $15,000 in. Oof. Let's, at least, let's at least try to win the 30. And uh, this time we walk with, with uh, 29 grand. Brad Orson joining us here on the show. Uh, Brad, I'm getting a question in from instant chat here that i wanted to ask you about uh someone's asking if big hoss was helping you i don't know who that is uh all right so big hoss this year he actually his he got a new boss at work and they kept him home so he was texting us like every 25 minutes uh <laughs> and yes we definitely got a lot of mojo and everything was working with big hoss he wasn't on site uh, definitely still part of the team. All right, so when you make – so the first round of judging for the people that don't know, 
uh, it's the blind box stuff, and then you're told if you make it to the second round or not. Obviously, the hog was good enough to get to the second round. The second round is the on-site judging, which takes a, a whole nother level of skill and couth and, let's be blunt, salesmanship. So are you the guy that is giving the on-site as well? Well, uh, with the NBN style, Mrs. Simmons, category uh or judging style there's three on-site judges so you can imagine uh you get 15 minutes some random person shows up to your barbecue spot where you have your grill and your garbage and your you know broke bent garbage cans and beer cans and uh Maybe the person that might have been hung over a little bit, still looking like a turd right there in your booth, and you got to impress the judge, and you got to do it three times. Then you got to turn in your blind box, more like KCBS style or uh, ICBA. Um, You got to turn that blind box in, and that's where a lot of people say, oh, Memphis and May, you can talk your way into the trophy, you know? Like, all you got to be is a used car salesman. Uh, But that's not true because that blind box, it either makes you or it breaks you. Yep. And this year we got perfect scores on our blind box. Um, we got some pictures on our Twitter account right now, just the Shed BBQ, uh, showing what the blind box looked like. And then you got three on-site judges on point. You got to tell them everything you do. There's nothing more exciting than when the golf cart pulls up and tells you that you have finaled. No. At that point, you got four judges. You got about a 45-minute period of time. You got four judges headed your way on site to see what you got left. If you don't have anything left for finals, it's over. Well, guess what? We had a 236-pound whole hog, compart Duroc animal waiting for them in its entirety. Yes, yes. Suck it. So when, you, so when they show up and you have this entire hog ready to go, you said 230 pounds plus, how do you take them around it? I introduced and uh, welcome them to what I feel like is one of the best teams in the whole hog circuit and the best teams uh, in the business. I tell them some lies. I tell them a little (laughs) bit of truth. And most importantly, I show them what we're working with. You know, just like Kermit the Frog, you got to show them Miss Piggy. And we do. (laughs) We open up the hall. We open up the smoker. We walk them right to it, explain the different types of woods, explain the flavors that we're providing on the humidity and the kings for charcoal and the way that we've cooked this thing for 22-plus hours. And that is it. That's the key is we, we open the hog and we look at the hog at the exact same time that the judge does or the judges. So when I open it up with my little magical uh, razor knife, that's the first time that I get to look at it. And that's what the robo hog style of cooking 
gives to us is that we know that it's going to be righteous. So when we break into it, when we explain it to the judge, we know that things are going to be right and uh, it's going to be juicy. One of the best things that I have going for us at the shed and the whole hog that we do is that it is juicy. If I break it 22 hours into this thing, 235-pound hog, if I break the leg off of it or I take the, take the knife and literally cut down by the shank, this thing will pour out juices, like a quart of juices. Wow. It's good enough to drink. Um, and that's really where we go with it, with our presentation, is we go with fresh, where we got it, how we did it, and they're the luckiest people on earth to be able to judge it. And some of it, like I say, I lie a little bit, I tell the truth a little bit, we pray before they get there, and we wait for their outcome. Judges, luckiest day on earth. All right, so once everything is kind of put away and they leave and you go to stage and they're starting the overall calls when you hear the shed as memphis and may's 2015 world champion i mean winning the hog is great i mean that's the second time you've done it certainly uh, a feat in its own right considering the competition you're going up against but then to win it all over the best ribs and the best pork shoulder that day what are some of the emotions that are starting to wash over you as you hear the team's name called? Definitely. I remember looking over at my mom and dad, my sister, when they called our name and our whole team. And it was just, I could hear everybody cheering in the background. I could see all my mentors like Mike Mills and, Pat Burke, they're standing there in the audience, the three taxi guys, uh, boys night out, and I could see them just, it was like almost as if they had won it also, because they all believe in us so much. Uh, so it's definitely the most surreal moment ever in my life. Uh, I remember my, the look on my dad's face, you know, he's like, I could just see it. He's, I could see, he's saying, Holy shit! We did it! We did it! Uh, my little sister, she's like, for all the bank loans that we've taken out and all the stuff I've believed in you for, finally, we have encapsulated what it is to be a world champion. And John Wheeler from Natural Born Grillers uh, texted me yesterday, last night, and he said... You know, probably the coolest things that I've ever had in a text message. He said, welcome to the World Champion Club. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, nothing better than that, right? Oh, my goodness. Coming from a world champ uh, really was uh, just surreal. Does it make it at all, and this is probably a stupid question, but I'm asking it anyway. You know, the shed, you, your sister, your mom, your dad, I mean, this is completely, you know, family involved, top down. Does it make it even more special to win something like a Memphis in May, uh, a hog twice, but now grand champion, and knowing that the people you're sharing it most with 
are the people that are there to support you at your highest highs and your lowest lows? Yes, 100%. You know, this year, my mom uh, took on the presidency of the National Barbecue Association, and we we somehow, you know, we're like, oh, mom, why'd you do that? There's so much involved with that. And she says, I do it because it's in my blood. And... And, you know, we just got to go with it when she says that. And that's the same exact feeling that every single one of the Orison family and our entire crew, that is the drive that we have. We, I've always told everybody, you know, I don't want to be famous. I just want to be known as one of the best in the business. Uh, you know, people are always going to talk good and always talk bad. But to enjoy it with your family and your friends and also your peers, because um, the people that we're trying to also beat on competition day are most of my best friends. And when I heard some of the gracious things that they had to say after we took the title uh, and the tears that I saw my mom and dad and myself and sister weep, mm, it just, Man, it's it's still just setting in. You know, I, I just brought the trophies home to my kids and my wife today. Uh, they're sitting in the living room. It's uh, I'm just soaking it in, baby. Yeah, well deserved, of course. Uh, uh, fine barbecue family, great competition team, and reaping the rewards of uh, years of hard work, and finally. Uh, putting it over the precipice and taking home a grand champion at Memphis in May. It's Brad Orson from The Shed. Again, the website, theshed.com. Brad, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for recapping. Thank you. You got it. There he is, baby. Brad Orson from The Shed, your 2015 Memphis in May world champ and giving you all the ins and outs right there, man. Doesn't A finer interview you will never get. I mean, if one thing about Brad genuine he's gonna tell you now he's a day drinker now I'd do it I would do it I would love it I would do it all right folks suckle busters time preferred by competition barbecue cooks Texas based 100% made in the USA new product that's right folks honey uh, suckle busters honey glaze and finishing sauce Based on Suckle Buster's award-winning honey barbecue sauce, this is a thin barbecue glaze and finishing sauce made especially for competition ribs and chicken. Super sweet, not spicy. It's super red. They use a special American paprika for bright red color. Brush it on 5 to 10 minutes of cooking. It leaves a glossy red sheen on the meat. Extra layer of flavor. Take your competition ribs and chicken to a whole nother level. Available at local barbecue stores or online, SuckleBusters.com. If you would like to try a bottle of free honey barbecue glaze and finishing sauce, email me right now, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. That's greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. And in the subject line, put shedhead winner, shedhead winner, and you can win a bottle of honey barbecue glaze and finishing sauce from Sucklebusters. Again, the website, sucklebusters.com. Take that chicken and rib meat to a whole nother level thanks to Dan Arnold and the folks over at Sucklebusters, sucklebusters.com. All right, we're back with David Qualls from the American Dream Barbecue Team. Right after this, stick around. I'll be right back. 
Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Thanks again to Brad Orson for recapping the big win over at Memphis in May this past weekend. Joining me now, a competition barbecue pitmaster, a barbecue competition promoter, friend of this show, David Qualls of the American Dream Barbecue. Dave, how are you, buddy? How are you, man? Hey, fella. Everything good down in Oklahoma? Well, it is storming like crazy oh, right now. Still? So hopefully we keep our connection. Oh, my God. I mean, you guys have been through the ringer recently over there. I uh, lost, even lost some shingles here at the house last week. It's crazy. It's kind of slowed up, but it's still raining pretty hard right now. Where are you in relation to, like, uh, like Norman and uh, where Oklahoma University is? Straight, um, straight east, like 35 miles, right down Highway 9 from Norman. We're about 35 miles southeast of Oklahoma City. Man, I mean, you guys, it's just been getting, you know, pounded there over the last couple of weeks. Oh, man, it's, it's it's crazy. Well, you need to move somewhere where there's a little bit more mountainous area and get out of that flat land. Oh, oh I don't know how to do that. But anyway, <laughs> my wife's around the corner here acting goofy. Hey, there's Christine Qualls, ladies and gentlemen. That's the real pit master, right? Own it, David, own it. Queen. That's right, chicken queen. All right, Dave, so uh, the team has been, uh, you know, I remember last year, uh, maybe it was even kind of right about this time, you getting into summer and you started stringing them together and you had you know, real good run there, and uh, as, as luck would have it or perhaps as skill and practice would have it, you're starting to string them together again. Um, what is going on with the American Dream Barbecue team right now? You know, we've just we've been cooking week after week. We're kind of in that groove right now. Our... Uh, Flavor profiles are, are working really well. You know, we're a part of that um, Big Papa Smokers Simply Marvelous Team West Coast offense, and obviously we use a, a large group of their flavor profiles. And so that network is working really good, and it's working good for us. Uh, we're, we're Everything's going real good. We've been struggling in ribs, but uh, I picked up the phone, called Mark Lambert, uh, needed a custom built backwoods to fit on the back of my jambo, and he jumped through it right in the middle of all this Memphis and May stuff, got me going, and we broke it out last week, third place in ribs. We win the contest. Dave, how's the uh, RV driving going for you? Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> it seems like everywhere we go, we get stuck in a mud puddle somewhere. But, um, uh, of course, then again, every time we get stuck real bad, it seems like we do good, too. So I'm kind of praying for rain at the same time now. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like one of those things where you don't want to tow, but, I mean, if you're winning, you don't want to change anything because barbecue people are pretty superstitious, right? That's right. I have to have my circus peanuts every Friday and Saturday because that's that's the lucky elixir right there. It's it's uh, circus peanuts for you and then, like, for guys like uh, Donnie Bray, it's fish taco. I mean, I've never seen a uh, a Friday night go past where that guy ain't cramming fish tacos down his pie hole. That's right. That's right. That's crazy stuff. Um, talk about the West Coast offense, Dave. And I know, uh, I mean, I've had Sterling Ball and Steph uh, on many times, and there there doesn't seem to be any 
there isn't a a set playbook, if you will. So uh, I guess without giving the farm away, you know what what version of the West Coast offense uh, do you find that that's winning for you guys? Well, you know, it, it, it's a combination of a little bit of everything. And if you walk into my trailer, uh, you're going to see Sweet Seduction. You're going to see Cherry. You're going to see, you know, uh, Sweet Money. You're going to see Happy Ending. You're going to see Double Secret Steak Rub. Uh, all of those products you're going to see. And, and, and we use them throughout all four categories, either as a wrapping spice or a finishing rub or a base rub or a complete profile, you know, that mixed with a combination of other sauces and other, you know, rubs that seems to be working universally for us. I mean, we've been in, uh, well, we've got a GC, we've got three GCs in Oklahoma, so it's working really good in Oklahoma right now. We've got a, a, a championship this year in Missouri and one in Iowa. And so it's, it's working all up through the Midwest really well. So West coast isn't necessarily a moniker that it's only out in the West coast for sure. How do you come to a arrival on the individual meat categories and the spices that you're using? How do you figure out it? Or are you able to figure out which ones you're using and the amounts you're using by the scores that you're getting? And then once you find the scores that you like, you stick with those particular uh, combinations and, and go from there? Well, yes and no. I mean, yes. Uh, I mean, obviously it works, leave it alone. Uh, but, you know, another thing about being part of this Team Marvelous thing, West Coast Offense, is there's 16, 18 of us all, you know, networking and talking to each other too. Well, gee, I tried this this week. I thought it was a little too sweet. Well, I tried this this week and I really liked it. Well, you know, flip back and forth. And outside of that, Travis Clark and I talk a lot, you know, and he's setting number one in the nation. And, and Scott Key and I, and Jeff Northcutt, Dr. Nordy's, and, and Dave Bosca Butcher, we're always talking, and, and we bounce ideas off of each other. And, you know, I really go to those guys for advice a lot. And, you know, I everything works in. I talk with Sterling Ball, you know, literally weekly, you know, sometimes every other day, you know, via Facebook messaging or texting and stuff. And so we're always bouncing ideas and he's, he's, he's got a lot of culinary science down and, and Steph Franklin, same way, you know, I had this rib issue. I wanted to go to a backwoods, more of a charcoal flavor. I know Steph runs backwoods. I talked, reached out and talked with him pretty extensive about it. Scott Nelson with pig skin I reached out with him and Dan Hickson with three eyes and, and came up with a off the cuff, last minute profile and, and made it work and you know it's networking in the backwoods are you a kingsford guy do you use uh, lump charcoal what do you like to fuel that you know i'm running uh, kingsford uh, that comp blend uh, in it the competition kingsford and it seems to be working very well so you're sitting currently number two right now team of the year you have as you'd mentioned clark crew barbecue sitting at 22 15 and you're uh, kind of a close second at 2139. We're in uh, middle of, let's say, May at the moment. I mean, certainly there's uh, the, the majority of the competition season left. Uh, but given the station of where you're at now and perhaps what you're looking at over the course of the next seven months or so, will you be making the the uh, the definitive march down the line to, to do team of the year, or is that not really in the cards for you guys? I mean, how do you look at it? 
Well, it's fun to watch and it's fun to chase, but, you know, we've had five grands in the last seven contests, you know, theoretically that can't, you know, that can't continue to happen. You know, I, I make a living with the odds, you know, dealing with odds and probabilities. So, you know, we're on a good run right now. We were on the same run early last year, and then we couldn't get a call at awards if our car was on fire at the end of the year last year. So, you know, it's down the stretch. You know, you got guys like Darren Worth. He doesn't have 10 contests in yet. He will pass probably Clark and I both this week while he cooks a doubleheader and makes 9 and 10. We haven't heard from Donnie Bray yet. The guys out on the east side, you know, they don't have but, you know, six or seven contests in. So it's anybody's game. We're just lucky right now that we're seeing our name up in the top of the charts and hope to stay there, yes, but that's not my main goal. David Qualls joining me here on the show, pitmaster of the American Dream Barbecue Team competition team, uh, sitting second over as team of the year uh, right now behind Clark Crew Barbecue Team. Uh, Dave, I was talking with Chris Lilly uh, a little bit earlier in the first hour, and we were talking about the Barbecue Hall of Fame. And as you're, I mean, you're a fan of the show. You listen every now and again. And you heard me make that big push for me getting into the Barbecue Hall of Fame this year. And I was somehow beaten out by some guy named uh, Stephen Reichland. He's an upstart. You probably never heard of him. Uh, you don't have a shortage of opinion, and you're not afraid to talk about it uh, when given a chance. What's your thought on like the Barbecue Hall of Fame? I mean, it's sad in this really awkward state forever online, and I, I know I offend people when I say that because some of them are regular guests on the show and they kind of had a hand in it. But nevertheless, uh, at some point, American Royal took it over and you know wanted to, to make it more of a Barbecue Hall of Fame, but uh, I find holes throughout and one of them was, uh, well, one is the fact that there's categories. I think you should eliminate categories and just induct people. Uh, pick a number of people you want to induct every year and do it that way. Uh, don't have celebrity, humanitarian, don't have business guy, don't have pit master, because a lot of those guys could get in for all three, right, depending on who we're talking about. And then secondarily, I don't ever think a Hall of Fame should go out to the general public asking for people uh, or or asking for who you think should be in the Barbecue Hall of Fame this year. I think if you've been in business for you know the last 25, 30, 200, 300 years, or however long barbecue has been in existence, there should certainly be a stable of people you could pick from. And then the argument takes place like it does in every other sport. Well, this guy should wait another five years, or this guy should get in next year but not this year, or this guy's a first ballot Hall of Fame, or he isn't. Set up criteria that way. How do you see the Barbecue Hall of Fame as it sits right now, and, and what do you like, and, and what would you like to see change potentially? Well, it's... Wait, or, know, or do you even care about the Barbecue Hall of Fame? Well, yes, because I think people need to be recognized for pioneering what they've done in what we've done in this sport, and and if you're going to take it further, you've got to honor your past and your legacies. And that, that's with any organization. Um, you know, you go to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Lord, how many good guys are out there that played a ton of songs and still out there working it hard that aren't in the, in the Country Music Hall of Fame? Um, it's a hard decision to make. I can see why they categorize it to at least help segment it. So it's not all promoters or it's not all guys who've wrote a book. You know, I don't believe the fact that you can write a book and sell 10,000 copies through Amazon or, or, or a, a restaurant supply store makes you the all seeing, all knowing eye of barbecue. 
And so that doesn't make you a Hall of Fame, but it's guys out there that have cooked year in, year out, or have taught or progressed. I mean, you know, if you think about Hall of Fame people, look at the, the, the and I don't know who the guy, but look at the guy named Minion. And yep. created a minion method of burning charcoal. You know how better, how much, how many lives of cooks got enriched by this guy figuring out a way to make your charcoal last longer in your cook, where you could rest. Uh, you know, you go back to uh, 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 Milroy and his rib technique. A lot of people in the backyard and and in the comp circuit followed that technique and learned how to start cooking. You know, I first learned how to cook my first brisket by reading a deal on the barbecue forum on a guy named Scratchfield on how to cook his brisket. And while that's a good backyard brisket, I would have never got involved in backyard cooking if I had to learn how to cook a brisket by injecting it and making a pencil thin slice and all that. Man, I love just burning the hell out of them on a cheap Brinkman cooker and have to cut them an inch wide to get them to hold together. Those guys to me are pioneers. Um, Obviously, smoking guns hot. You know, the guy who enveloped that, I mean, that's in everybody's arsenal. He's a pioneering rub guy. You got guys like Dave Bosca that should be in just because of what he's done with creating injections and, and bringing them to the forefront in addition to being a good cook. And, and, and then you've got humanitarians, that, that guys that have went out there and used barbecue as, as a charitable purpose. And as you know, I mean, so it's, it's a wide array. And we are so new in the business, it's hard to get enough people. I, I don't know how they do it. Don't care how they do it. I think it's great that they are doing it. And I've watched it at the Royal from a distance. And, and it's cool. And, Greg, someday you should be in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Yeah, it should have been this year. God damn it, but I wasn't. I'll wait, you though. Should. You know, if you hadn't stiffed me the last two years oh, of coming to the run of and being our guest MC, I'm sure that you'd had 20,000 write-in votes already. Yeah, this would have put me over. You're right. You're right. All right. Next year, we're on. Next year, we're <laughs> on, for sure. Uh, if I can get in the Hall of Fame, I'll go wherever I can possibly go. Uh, Dave, where are you gonna, guys going to be cooking at next? Uh, we're in Mound City, Kansas this weekend. The next weekend, uh, the uh, Dreamliner rolls to uh, Canyon City, Colorado, and then uh, for some reason I have talked myself in and, and led Chris to believe that we could do a doubleheader the very next day, three and a half hours away in Loveland, Ooh, Colorado. So really? it's going to be a challenge after next week for sure. Cooking at uh, at altitude, do you find any issues with that, or are you uh, yes. well-versed with it? Yes, there are definitely some things that you need to change. Once you get the altitude, and that's for you guys to figure out, not for me to tell. That's right. Uh, he is the pit master <laughs> of the American Dream Barbecue team and on a swell run right now, five GCs to his credit this calendar year. Dave, always appreciate the time and continued success. Greg, thank you. You got it. There he is. David Qualls, the American Dream Barbecue team pit master, seeing a sizable amount of success currently. And uh, we wish him continued success as he rolls down the competition trail. All right, folks, I'm going to talk to you about Cook Shack right now. Fast Eddie's by Cook Shack. The pellet grill is a smoker and grill all in one. It's stainless steel, 100% wood burning. Pellet fired cooker that uses direct and indirect heat all the way up to 800 degrees. It is the only pellet grill on the market that uses charbroiler technology. Features electronically controlled temperature to eliminate large heat fluctuations that dry and shrink meat. A pellet grill can barbecue, grill, bake, roast, sear, and smoke. Cook Shack has two models. 
of pellet grills. The PG-1000 features a fully insulated double-walled rolled hood for superior heat retention, fuel savings, and maximum cooking performance. While the PG-500 features a two-way swing lid pellet drop and utensil holder. The PG-500 and 1000 have many great features, including 700 and 84 square inches of cooking space, easy side-loading pellet hopper, fully automated wood pellet feed system, stainless steel cooking grates on the direct zone that produce killer sear marks, nickel-plated grills on the indirect and top rack, strip bucket, pellet ash drawer, 100% stainless steel construction, warming drawer, 40 pounds of cook shack hickory pellets, and on top of all of that, a 30-day money-back guarantee. Use it all you want for 30 days. If you don't like it, you can send it back. Who else is doing that? Nobody else is doing it. It is a versatile pellet cooker that adds full flavor to your recipes, including fajitas, ribs, chicken, steaks, desserts, sides, and large cuts of meats. It can do it all, including cold smoking. Grilling with wood pellets penetrates the food with an intense, smoky flavor. When your cook is done with wood pellets, the fuel is consistent and the smoke more flavorful. The recipes and how-to videos can be found at Cook Shack's YouTube channel or the cooking guide on their website. Call Cook Shack. At 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. And you can order yours today. The PG-500. The PG-1000. We got a new read coming up next week. National Barbecue Month and the Father's Day promotion. So you're not going to want to miss that. Let's just say it's time-sensitive. Cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com, 800-423-0698. Good folks at Cookshack, Stuart, Eddie, Regina, shout-out. Check them out. Visit them. Buy them. You got it. Uh, guest 2990. Did you hear Pork Brothers will be at Berea National Rib Fest this weekend? I believe that is the case. I believe that is the case. All right, we're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Two shots, we don't need a radio, bring a jukebox for my outlaws, bring me three shots, we can raise hell before the speed stops. All right, welcome back, 216-220-0966, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Just to confirm, the Pork Brothers will be at the Berea National Rib Fest this coming weekend. You are in the greater Cleveland area, you like rib burn-offs. As I've mentioned, right around Memorial Day, rib burn-offs in Cleveland like happen every weekend, sometimes multiple over a weekend. The Mark's Rib Cook-Off is huge. That happens here shortly as well. So if you like the ribs, check it out. You'll be happy that you did. If you're going to be around Berea, which happens to be the home of the Cleveland Browns, baby, no! Trust me, nobody's going to Berea for anything Browns-related this weekend. It's all going to be pork rib-related. 
you want some good pork ribs, you want to check off the uh, rib burners, check out the Berea National Rib Cook-Off this coming weekend in Cleveland. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun and exciting. All right, let's wrap it up. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue, getting the lowdown on the past weekend's happenings at the new Butcher Barbecue stand. Appreciate Dave for jumping in there kind of last minute. We talked with the repeating world champion in pork shoulder, Memphis and May, Chris Lilly of Big Bob Gibson, reserve grand overall at Memphis and May this year. At 10.14, we talked with Brad Orison, the head shed head. The head shed head? He is the grand champion at Memphis and May this year. Your reigning 2015 Memphis and May grand champion. He also won hog to get there. The second hog win for the team. And then we closed the show with David Qualls, American Dream Barbecue team. They got five grand championships at KCBS this year. Sitting second overall, Team of the Year points. They're going to be doing a couple other competitions here coming up in Colorado. So good luck to them. If you are using the raw cast iron, season it each and every time. A little pan, a little Crisco. After you've taken the food off, as it starts to cool down, hit it with the grill brush. Then put in the pan, the Crisco, let it burn back in. Generations of rust-free service. You'll thank me later. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Greppy. Good night now.